This is Andrew Wilkes. This is Leo Wilkes. And this is Theology on Fire. Welcome back. This is our first Theology Bite. That's right. So in Theology Bites, what we want to do is bring to you some spiritual nourishment or teaching. Really, it's wide open, but it's going to be in bite-sized format, so it's not going to be a full episode. It should be, you know, just a few minutes, and we pray that it'll be a great blessing to you. It's a new format. So let's jump right in. Knowledge is not as good as love, is what we're trying to say here. Love is greater than knowledge. That might sound a little bit strange, especially because we're called Theology on Fire, and it's biblical teaching, and biblical teaching really, it builds your knowledge. So why am I saying that? We'll get into that, but I do want to say this first about knowledge. It's Knowledge is good. It's biblical, and it's necessary, especially in the day that we live in. There's so many skeptics. We live in a time of what's called moral relativism. It means it's, well, it's relative to me. Whatever's true, uh, it's just kind of whatever I pick and choose. There's, there's a real lack of knowledge even within that. And some people's theology only goes as deep as a Facebook post that they just read. And, uh, and we, we don't want to be that kind of people. We want to be deeper than that. And one thing I want to say about knowledge is just because someone has a convincing argument, it doesn't actually mean that what they're saying is true. So we're going to go a bit deeper. Colossians 1 verses 9 to 10 says this, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So, Leah, in this scripture here, we see a ton about knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and Paul's actually praying for these people here in Colossae that they would be filled with knowledge, because without that, they can't walk worthy of the Lord and fully pleasing to Him. I feel like, yeah, I feel like in a way we sort of touched on this, in the on the importance of knowledge in our last full episode, why we can should base our lives on the Bible, why we need knowledge, how it protects us from false doctrine and keeps us on the right path. And um, it is important. Knowledge is vital. Um, When Jesus came to earth, he taught people. He was giving them biblical knowledge. It's important to know the word of God and it's important to let it lead and guide your life and to have it for yourself and then to give it to other people to lead and guide others. That's right. Another scripture in Romans fifteen fourteen it says, this is Paul speaking again, and he said to the Roman Christians, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. And that's really important, able to instruct one another. We talked about, like you said, Leah, about the Bible, but we want to go further, we want to go deeper, broader. It says that we should be able to instruct one another. There should come a time at some point in our lives where we, even if we're not greatly gifted, we are able to understand spiritual truths for our own lives and be able to explain them to someone else who doesn't understand. Yeah, and that will, I think that will always be growing. Um, You should definitely see a growth in that, um, just as you walk with the Lord, and, and I think that will always increase. That's right. We should always be growing. In fact, in Hebrews 5, 11 to 14, it says this, About this we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. 
You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature. Listen to this part. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So these people here, Paul, or whoever the writer was, I believe it was Paul, uh, was saying to these Hebrew believers that, you know, skillfulness in the Word of God, it comes over time. It comes as you spend more time in it, and there's exercise that goes on. When I think about this, I think about if I want to be slim, if I want to be trim, or if I want to build muscle, I've got to spend some time under the weight. I've got to run. I've got to discipline myself, and it's got to be more than once every three weeks, right? It's got to be something consistent. Yeah, it makes me think of this scripture in Proverbs. It's um, Proverbs 24, verse 5. It says, A wise man is full of strength, and a man of knowledge enhances his might. That knowledge makes a man strong. Amen. Makes a man strong, makes a woman strong. That's, I meant the royal man. You know, the, whatever. The royal we. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <Yeah>. <laughs> uh so I, we want to lay that foundation to let you know we're not anti-knowledge, clearly, but whenever com- it's compared to love, whenever knowledge is laid up against love, love wins and blows knowledge out of the water every single time. Listen to 1 Corinthians 13 verses 1 to 2. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. You can get your doctorate in theology, but if you don't have love to God and his people, the Bible says you have no spiritual value. But if you have love, imagine how God can use that education that you've got. Not every person's called to that, but this is just a highlight. You can have love and less knowledge, and get this, you're actually more useful than having all knowledge and no love. Mm-hmm. It sounds wrong to our sophisticated ears, but that's Bible, it's truth. Love is the point. Jesus came, he was all that is knowledge. He, he was he's, He was God. He knew the word of God. He wrote it, and he came to earth, and he didn't come down and start just blasting everyone with knowledge. And and he really could have. He really could have just crushed people with the word of God. See how you are wrong. See how you are deceived. But he didn't. He taught people. He loved them. He wanted them to know him more and know the word of God more and and understand the truth of God, that they would be strong, that they could walk in it. Amen. In Colossians 3.14, Paul, again, he's saying to these Christians in Colossae, about all of these things, all of these positive attributes. And he says in verse 14, and above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Knowledge finds its fulfillment and its perfection. It's perfected in love. It's made perfect in love. Amen. And and knowledge, when it's combined with love, it's it's protecting you know, when I have knowledge and I see a fault in someone else or you see a fault in someone else, the love with that knowledge will want to protect them. But if you just have knowledge and don't have love, all you want to do is just correct a person. That's, that's all you'll do. You'll, you'll make them understand scripturally why they're wrong and scripturally why they should act differently. And oftentimes 
maybe it's been done to you or maybe you've done it, but you just can come away from such a thing just feeling crushed and discouraged. But if you have love with that knowledge, your first desire is not just to show them that they're wrong. I believe if you really have love, you would have prayed, you would have grieved over whatever it is, and you would go to them in love, wanting them to go further on with Jesus. That's what Jesus did. He didn't crush people. I think about Peter, you know, Peter denied Jesus. And then Peter and Jesus had a talk, you know, after that. And Jesus didn't crush Peter. You know, he didn't say, wow, well, I was there given my life for the entire world. And look what you did, Peter. He didn't do that. You know, he loved him. He cared for him. And then Peter was then used by him. He was used of the Lord. Peter was then a useful tool. And that should be what we want in other people, that we love them, that yes, maybe we do need to bring correction. Maybe we do need to give them scripture and show them actually what you're teaching is off or actually um, what you're doing is not right. But I want you to know and I want you to know that I love you and let's go through this together. And I want you to go further on in Jesus. I want to love you and help you be stronger and have might. Amen. Amen. That's even found in Galatians 6, 1, where it talks about if someone's found in sin, well, how did I know that they had transgression? I had knowledge of the word, but it says to go there with a spirit of gentleness, not to kill them, not to destroy them. It says you should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. And even you keep watching yourself. And, you know, tying into correction, knowledge and love, it can be like a scalpel that cuts out the, the infection of false doctrine or sin. And whenever a master surgeon gets in there with a scalpel, it's only to cut out what's necessary in the appropriate circumstances. And I just want to say this Facebook or Reddit, that's not the best place to address a brother's sin or issues. So if I get on Facebook and I blast everyone because I have knowledge, I know nothing of Calvary love. If my first inclination is to want to correct someone because they're in a different camp than me and I don't even stop to listen to them, then just like Amy Carmichael in her book would say, I know nothing of Calvary love. And that's so convicting to my life. I want that Calvary love. I want that love that those seeing faults, those seeing these things that may not be quite right, I'm also looking to what's most important for that life and I'm looking to encourage it. And I know that God is going to do that. Amen. I think the more we walk with the Lord, you know, as if I'm just imagining a healthy relationship as a Christian with the Lord, a healthy walk with the Lord, you're naturally going to increase in strength. You know, the more we search for him, the more we find him, the more scriptural understanding and wisdom we're going to gain. And it just, it's, it's amazing. It shouldn't be discouraging, but like in all the gaining and accumulating of knowledge, you know, we're never going to feel like we've attained because I think really, truly, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. <laughs> the more you realize, wow, he, God is so big. He's so vast. He's so deep. You know, that's, that's real knowledge. You know, there's, there's all these words and there's Bible smarts, but I really believe true knowledge leaves a person humble and leaves them in awe of God more than ever. People that just get Bible smart, I think, you know, it's easy to be proud. You know, they know facts and they, they know stuff and they can quote things. But people that just truly have 
what the Proverbs calls knowledge with understanding. That's, I just think it's knowledge from God. If you get that knowledge, I think you will have love because you will just be so amazed at who God is and how deep he is. Amen. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Lord, we come before you today and we want knowledge. I'm hungry for knowledge. I want to know more about you. I want to know deeper truths. And I want them to lead me to you, lead me to a place of just repentance and humility, of worship, Jesus, on my knees before you, just adoring you for who you are, wanting to see you lifted up in all the nations, Lord. Lord, let it turn into that for all of us. Let everything we learn, let it not puff up our heads, Lord God. Let it be one of humility, though we may grow, though we may understand, help us. Like one pastor friend said to remember, we're not trying to speak to giraffes. God, we're sheep before you. Help us to take truth and make it edible to those around us and others that are over us in teaching and preaching to make it something that we can grasp, Lord, so we can all grow together in you. Do this, God. Teach your church. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us at Theology on Fire. Please subscribe so you won't miss new episodes. All of our information and contact details can be found at theologyonfire.org.